Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 130 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Looking forward to jumping into the show today, and we'll start the show off the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping into the breakdown. Breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So, Start the breakdown by talking about the American Raptors, what's going on with them. Got a couple of updates. First one being that Victor Evans has signed with Rugby New York. Um, I actually heard this a few weeks ago, but I didn't want to say anything before it was officially official. But Vic was a guy who came to the Exos, I think, about a month or two after everything got started uh, in 2021. But obviously played very well. Didn't see much of him in the fall because he was dealing with a little bit of a knee thing. Uh, throughout the summer and into the fall, but I'm glad that didn't stop him from getting any other opportunities um, because he's kind of he is a freak athlete. If you look at him, he's built like a statue, and I think he's going to have a bright future once he continues to to you know learn the the rules and the game of rugby a little bit more. Um, but I think he's going to be somebody that's really good once he does get his feet under him, and it seems like they are taking his time uh, getting him back to full strength before they throw him out there into an MLR match. So that's good to see. Congrats to Vic, wishing him nothing but the best, and hopefully he gets some uh, time and a chance to show what he's got. Some other American Raptors news from this week is that the Raptors are getting some special work in with USA Eagle Ben Pinkelman. Uh, Ben has obviously transitioned into the world of coaching, um, and and he's come in to do a little special, you know, ruck work with these guys this week, which I think is really good and going to be interesting to see how it all goes. I chat a little bit more about this with Chase. Uh, in the interview portion of the show, but it sounds like he was only there for a day, just came in Wednesday, um, but he, he's doing a session today on Thursday and then again tomorrow on Friday by the time everyone's listening to the show. So that's obviously going to be some good work and to pick up some tips and, and tricks of the trade that, that Ben knows, obviously, from playing on the 7 Series for so long. Uh, obviously, he's played some 15s on the international level as well. Uh, but I think that's really about it. I, I know the, the Raptors announced the rest of the, I guess, the new additions to the team this year for the spring. I know there's a few people that are, are left off just because they haven't done the headshots and all that stuff yet. 
Um, but you can go check all that out at AmericanRaptors.com backslash roster if you're interested. Watson Feliki Tonga, formerly of the L.A. Giltinis, is an interesting one. J.P. Aguirre uh, has played a little bit around MLR. He's an interesting one as well. But it's important to get these guys in that have prior rugby experience. Show them the ropes. Teach them, teach them some stuff, especially some of these new guys. And I know that they're always recruiting, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few more people that wind up on the roster as the season goes along. That season is supposed to get started in about a month. I'm excited. Can you hear it? I'm excited. I'm excited for them to get started. It's been a while now. I'm ready to go. So obviously we'll keep everybody posted on what's going on with all that as as they continue to build their team and get into playing some matches here. But for now, we'll go ahead and transition into the USA Rugby portion of the breakdown. USA Rugby announced today that 23 UK-based women's Eagles, obviously competing in the Allianz Premier 15s, will assemble and play a match against Wales on March 12th. So that's going to be extremely valuable for them as it is once again a Rugby World Cup year. Hopefully it actually can happen this year. It seems like things are trending in that direction. Um, And any time that they can get together and get some work in and play a match or two, it's obviously going to be very beneficial. So that's good to see. Hopefully that will be streamed. I'm interested in watching that one. Obviously once uh, we get some more information, I will relay that to you. Then we'll go ahead and close the breakdown with some MLR news. Really, the only thing I want to talk about in this segment is MLR launched a disciplinary wire today. So this comes after their launch of a trade wire before the season started. So you can get on the disciplinary wire and, and keep up with the latest suspensions and punishments and all that good stuff uh, if that's what you're interested in. So they only have one in right, right now. That's the Dougie Fife of the New England Free Jacks. So we'll keep our eyes peeled and, and, and stay locked in on that disciplinary wire as the season goes along. Go ahead and talk about all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Got a good slate, uh, no Six Nations, but plenty of other rugby to watch, starting with Major League Rugby Round 3. So we got New England Free Jacks versus Old Glory DC on Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, rugby United New York and Rugby ATL will get the, the Saturday matches started at 1 p.m. We got the Toronto Arrows at NOLA Gold on Saturday at 2 p.m. We got the surprisingly 0-2 Utah Warriors at the Red Hot Austin Gilgronies on Saturday at 6 p.m. Looking to see if Utah can pick up their first win. It's not going to be easy. We've got the Houston Sabercats out the Dallas Jackals. Uh, it's the first ever match for the Jackals, so I'm sure that'll be pretty fun to be there. Uh, obviously, some Raptors playing in that one, so we'll keep our eyes on that. That's on Saturday at 6 p.m. Not sure if I said that. And then finally, to wrap up the weekend, uh, we got the Seattle Seawolves at the San Diego Legion on Sunday at 3 p.m., Arguably the best rivalry in the league. They always seem to play good, entertaining matches, so that's going to be a fun one to watch as well. You can catch all the matches this weekend on the Rugby Network. i got to get to the bottom of why Seattle always plays on Sundays. I know that was my job last year, and I never did it. Uh, I'll start making some calls. Got some Premiership Rugby to watch this weekend as well. We got Worcester Warriors versus Bristol Bears on Friday at 1.15 p.m. We got Harlequins versus Wasps. Uh, Bath versus Leicester Tigers, Northampton Saints versus Sale Sharks, London Irish versus Saracens. All those matches are on Saturday at 8 a.m. And then finally to wrap up the weekend, we have Newcastle Falcons versus Exeter Chiefs on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can catch all of those matches on Peacock if you're watching the Olympics, so you, you can't miss it. Uh, moving into the Allianz Premier 15s, I know I just talked a little bit about this, but we've got a full slate of matches this weekend as well. Wasps FC Ladies versus Bristol Bears Women on Saturday at 6.30 a.m., 
We got Saracens women versus Gloucester Hartbury women's RFC and Worcester Warriors women versus DMP Durham, Durham Sharks. Uh, both those matches are on Saturday at 7 a.m. Got Labro Lightning versus Exeter Chiefs women on Saturday at 12.15 p.m. And then Harlequins women versus Sale Sharks women wraps up the weekend on Sunday at 7 a.m. All these matches on Premier15s.com. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, we got Super Rugby starting back up. I love watching Super Rugby. I think it's my favorite competition. Uh, Super Rugby Pacific. So they added a couple new teams. Australia and New Zealand are playing each other again. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Uh, we got round one starting this weekend. So we got the Fijian Drua versus New South Wales Waratahs on Friday at 1.45 a.m. So uh, obviously going to be after when you're listening to this, you're, you probably it's going to be over. That match is going to already have happened. Brumbies versus Western Force on Friday at 8 p.m. Highlanders versus Chiefs on Friday at 8.35 p.m. Hurricanes versus Crusaders on Friday at 11.05 p.m. And then Melbourne Rebels versus Queensland Reds on Saturday at 1.45 a.m. Catch those matches on Flow Rugby. Loving the Friday night fixtures. I, I hope that stays the same throughout the rest of the season because that's awesome. I'm looking forward to watching that this weekend. That about does it for all the rugby you could watch this weekend. I know I missed a couple of things, but I'm trying to keep it consistent. Uh, hopefully you carve out some time in your schedule to watch these matches. We'll go ahead and move into the interview portion of the show now. This interview with American Raptors forward Chase Stelling is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. really enjoyed this chat with American Raptors forward Chase Stelling. Uh, you, sometimes you just get a good feeling like when you sit down with somebody and you start talking to them, you just kind of click and you know it's going to be a good interview. Uh, and I got that feeling with Chase. It's obviously the second or third time I've had him on. I know I talked to him very briefly at the crossover camp, the initial one that they had in November of 2020. Then I had him on in February of 2021. So uh, about a year later, it was good to sit down and reconnect with him. Um, Chase is one of the players that, like I said, he's been around from the beginning, so he has a great perspective on the pro progression of the program um, and all the players, and so he, he knows how, how far they've come. And, and we get into, you know, a lot of different things. So you get into his interesting offseason. Uh, there's some good Uruguay talk in there, and he gives us a taste of what's to come this season, and I really enjoyed it. I like Chase. I've been getting to know him a little bit better this season. Uh, so I hope everybody else enjoys this conversation as much as I did with American Raptors forward Chase Stelling. All right, now welcome back onto the show, American Raptors forward Chase Stelling. Chase, how's it going, man? Going good, Colton. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I, I've been, you know, I'm having a, a hard couple of days here with this stupid podcast board, but we're <laughs> we're rolling again. I learned this in college, you know, like in my in my program one of my professors told me like there's gonna come a time where you do all this work and you write this whole thing and then like your computer's gonna freak out or you're gonna accidentally delete it he's like and you're gonna be really pissed off but you're gonna open up a beer and you're gonna drink it and you're gonna do it again and it's gonna be better so that's what i'm looking forward to doing right now because <laughs> hey, we, we, we had a good little thing rolling there for a couple of minutes yeah, so we're yeah. starting over so it's all good i'd be down for an 8 a.m beer yeah, if you got it's pretty early so we might have to put that off till a little bit later uh but but chase i guess the first thing i wanted to ask you man is just you know how's your off season i know you talking about getting back from uruguay so i guess you can just pick up right where you left off yeah man yeah <clears throat> so you know off season went we finished our season down in Uruguay. I had a little LCL sprain, something going on on the outside of my knee from the from the match we played down there. That took about a week, two weeks to kind of heal up. And then, uh, you know, after that, just kind of 
continued to push myself, you know, physically, mentally with getting ready for this upcoming season. You know, I didn't want to be the guy who showed up, you know, this preseason out of shape. You know, I wanted to show up in the best shape I could be in, uh, you know, have the best skill set that I could have, have my skills as high as I could be because I'm here to try and be, a, you know, a leader on and off the field, try and be that example guy and, you know, just set that standard. I know you're just talking about being in shape. So, Chase, I looked it up yesterday. Last time I had you on the show was February 4th, 2021. Um, and wow. last time I had you on, I know we talked about your weight a little bit too. Uh, but how much has changed even since, you know, that episode? Because you hadn't played rugby yet. Um, and like I said, you particularly your weight. So yeah. how, how much you weigh now compared to, you know, what you weighed back then? Oh, man. So if we go all the way back to when I was playing college football, peak athletic performance, you know, 340 pounds. Uh, whenever I was reached out to by the, at the time we were the Colorado Exos, but when I was reached out to by Peter Pask, I was, you know, 305, 300, came out here that November of 2020 for a little camp, you know, 300, 305, reported for that first season at 280. So I was about 280, you know, the last time you and I sat down and yeah. did this. That's nuts, man. I know, like I was, telling, I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago, and I, I had this video on my phone um, from the Exos' first match in New Orleans. That yeah. was what at the end of February last year. I believe year? so. Yeah. Yeah, and I have this video on my phone of you walking back into the locker room. You don't have a shirt on. You don't even look like the same person. And I was kind of saying, you know, I saw Jalen's post after Uruguay. He talked about how he lost sixty-five pounds too, and it's I don't notice it because I see you guys all the time. But like, I guess when you came back from this last offseason was the first time. I could really like see a big difference is just in your face and everything. So, yeah. you know, I mean, then like you just said, you're down almost a hundred pounds from when you were in college, which is, is nuts. And I'm sure you feel a lot better. Yeah, man. Yeah. Consistently now between 245 and 250. Uh, I just feel great, man. You know, my body feels a lot better. My joints feel better. Uh, you know, the thought of, <laughs> I remember being in college, the thought of having to run a mile was terrifying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and now it's, now you're you doing, know, how many are you doing a day? Oh man, we'll do, I think at a training session, I think our training session yesterday, we averaged four and a half K just in one, in one session. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you have no it's choice, an afterthought but, uh, now. It falls off, you know, right? Exactly. Right. That's funny. And I know another question I asked you last time I had the, uh, on the show chase was like, if you remembered, if you had a point yet, because you'd only been playing for a little bit, like, where you realized that that rugby was fun, and do you can you look back and like remember, you know, when it kind of hit you, like, man, this is fun. I'm enjoying doing this. Man, I remember <clears throat> my first experience. You know, kind of feeling that was, you know, our our first match down in New Orleans, um, and then I just remember thinking to myself, like, even after that first game that was the most fun I've ever had playing a sport. Yeah. You know, and then it was the week after that, um, you know, I wasn't able to participate because I, I'd got COVID, but the got the boys went out to LA and they played Belmont shore, but I was able to go back to Belmont shore the second time. So my second game was, yeah. you know, Belmont shore. And I remember thinking to myself, I had more fun playing this game than I did the last <laughs> game. And, you know, it just, I, I've had that thought, you know, almost after every single match, like I haven't, my thoughts on the game haven't regressed. It's not like I played a game and I didn't have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it just continues to build and continues to build. And, you know, the better shape you're in, the more fun yeah. the game is because you can run around with your hair on fire and not have to worry about, you know, getting tired. Right. And I think, yeah, I remember, like, talking to you after that first one in the locker room where it was kind of like everyone had cleared out and you're still sitting there and you were like, so what would you think? And I was like, that I didn't know what to think going into right. that. Like, I felt nervous, like, going to watch. I just had no idea what was going to happen. 
And you said something similar. You're like, you know, I remember you asked me like this question and like I know what you're talking about now that you've played this game. So do you have a game that you've played thus far that's been the most fun? Is that like a hard question to answer? But Man, I'm sure I've there's got to be a couple that stick out. For sure, for sure. Um, the one that probably sticks out the most um, was down in Uruguay. We played um, – what were they called? I don't want to. I don't want to butcher. Los yeah, Cuervos. Los Cuervos. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had a great logo. I, that was yeah. awesome. And I, just, I remember on our way to that game. You know, we left. We left the city, and you know, we're going through some of the countryside and all those things. And it's a real nice country. And then it, it starts to get dark real quick. And you know, some of the guys are like, "Where are we going? You know, what are we? Where's this setup at? You know, and we just we pull up to this. We pull up to this compound, and it's you know four or five rugby fields. They've got a nice little clubhouse, this giant barbecue pit. You know, at that point we pull up, they already got the barbecue pit going. So like, you know, playing the match, you're thinking like, oh, you know, that's cool. They're actually going to host us. You know, this is going to be like a proper rugby thing. But I remember playing, like going, the bus ride there, you know, antsy, you know, in a foreign country. Like we're really about to see what, you know, at least yeah. the club level of rugby is yeah. like in this, you know, in South America. And, you know, we go we go do some scrum stuff. We go do some line-out stuff. You know, we're treating it like a scrimmage. You know, I think it was 30 minutes of line-outs, 30 minutes of scrums, and then like an hour and a half or two hours of playing, right? Um, and, dude, like I just remember having so much fun. Like the energy, you know, in the scrum was just electric, like different than anything we had had up here. The line-out session was, you know, electric, you know, in, different than anything we had had. Like it was just such a high level of competition and, you know, normally when you're playing rugby, you can talk like up here. Like, we yeah, can talk yeah. back and forth and communicate with the team. Like, hey, good stuff. Or, you know, like, hey, man, yeah. kick rocks. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, you can talk to them. Up down there, when we were there, there was that language barrier. So, it's like, uh, like, do, can, do they know enough English to right. understand what I'm saying? Because I barely, like, I know just enough Spanish to get into trouble and not enough to get yeah, out of trouble. Right. That's so, a good way to put it. <laughs> so, but like, I just remember being down there and, like, the, the the three weeks leading up to that, like we had started doing a lot more conditioning and stuff mm -hmm. like that, like ramping up to go play Southern Hemisphere style rugby, right? I just remember down being down there, running on the field, making tackles, hitting rucks, uh, you know, setting guys up, doing everything. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I can run forever. <laughs> like I remember being out on the field screaming that. That's as the sea level, dude. Yes, That's like we train we train at five thousand plus feet, and then you go down to sea level, and it's you know. It's summer down there because yeah. they're on the other side of the equator, and it's like I can run forever. Yeah. And it was it was an awesome feeling. Um, that was that's probably the 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 thought or the experience that sticks out the most in my head thus yeah. far. That's funny you say that. My it's different for me, obviously, because I don't play anymore. But like just for me, you know, being there taking pictures and like trying to like take it all in. That was the first time I felt like oh, we're, like, in South America now. Like, and that whole thing was just so cool. It was, like, you said, we get out of the city. We're getting into, like, okay, we're driving on, like, dirt roads. We're coming. We, we go to, like, it was in the middle of, like, a forest. Like, it was just yeah. fields, like, in the middle of a forest. The The clubhouse was awesome. The little, like, social area was awesome. Uh, that was, for me, I was like, wow. Like, we, we're actually down here right now. Like, I'm watching you guys play. That was cool. That was, like, the first – when I look back on it, like that's the other thing, and then the the match at the the Polo Club too, I, I thought was really fun. Oh yeah, that was un, that was unbelievable. Yeah, um, just like even being I've never been to a Polo Club before. Like just the, all the whole everything about that was cool. Going in that building was really nice. Like having the little social on the patio after was yeah. was awesome, man. Oh, it was really cool. What, um, I, what was 
what was different about that was the fan engagement. Yeah. Like, I, I would probably say playing at the polo club was like the next, like my next best experience. Yeah. You know, because like when we're here, like when we play in the stadium and stuff like, yeah, we got fans. And when we go play in other places, like, yeah, there's fans. Yeah. I remember when we went to Boston to play Mystic River, you know, they had a pretty big fan base out there and, right. you know, they're from up north, they're from Boston, you know, yeah. they were, you know, they were hackling us on the, you know, on the pitch and all these things. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is what it's like to play a rugby game and there's fans around. Um, but, you know, playing at the polo club, it was, you know, it was really cool. Like all the fans were talking to us or like, you know, trying to talk to us and, you know, like you're playing the game and, you know, like they're, they're electric because, you know, like we're this selects team playing yeah. their selects team and, you know, it was just a really good environment. And then I remember after the game, um, people coming up to us and asking us, like, can I have your jersey? Yeah. Can I have your jersey? Yeah, like, someone asked me. <laughs> I was wearing a shirt, and then I was, like, asked this guy to take a picture. And he goes, I want your shirt. And I'm like, I don't have another shirt, but I give you my <laughs> you shirt. You walk around naked? Yeah, I'm about, about to not have a shirt on this bus ride, like, back to the hotels. Yeah, but, like, it was, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, no, that was cool. And even just, like, if you remember the warm-up, like, we're in – you're in that little – field you know off yeah, to the yeah. side and i'm taking pictures and just like the people that filled in like that there parking lot. lot that was like kind of looking down yeah like the people line up on the fence we had watch the watch you guys play was insane yeah i mean even like you're saying in that warm-up area now granted i'm trying to focus on the game yeah you know, like i'm you know my vision's like you know horse with blinders on but you know as we're getting ready to leave that field to go line up to go out on you know the field for the match you know, they all like line up and start like high fiving us. Like yeah. the the Uruguayan selects teams fans are like lining up to like give yeah. us five. Like they're just looking at us like, oh my goodness! Like these yeah. are American football players. Like yeah. playing rugby. Like they're looking. Like I mean, and we're a, we're standing next to these guys, and I'm like, we're like we're just a giant team, and like that's how yeah. they're looking at us. Like we're right. just you know these big Americans. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, the people stopping in cars and they kept saying NFL. And I was like, some of them, <laughs> some, some, <laughs> some of the guys. Are. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I know you had a pretty busy off season, even after your like when you got back from Uruguay, right? You were bouncing around, and I saw you got to meet Eddie Jones. You got to yeah. talk to Eddie Jones for a little bit. So what was that like? Yeah, man, it was cool. Um, you know, we uh, so I was in England. You know, that's where my wife's from. So we were over there visiting family for the first time in a few years because of all the. The craziness that's been going on in the world, right? Well, we had the opportunity to go to a, a European Cup match. It was Harlequins playing. Oh goodness, I can't. I can't remember. You're exactly forgiven. Who it's playing. okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Harlequins, right? Like that's why we were there. Details. Yeah, we were there to see Harlequins, right? So you know, we're there. We're at the Twickingham Stoop, um, and you know, they're the game's about to get started. They're finishing their warm-ups and stuff. And my father-in-law goes, "Oh my God." That's Eddie Jones. And I said, really? Who's Eddie Jones? <laughs> and he looked at me, and I was like, what? Yeah. And then, like, I, I, he says, that's Eddie Jones. And I look back at him, I'm like, oh, that's England. Like, that's yeah. the head coach for England. And yeah, he's yeah. like, yes, Eddie Jones. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, don't, I, yeah. didn't, like, I didn't know his name necessarily, he's but I knew his face. figure, yes. Exactly. As soon as I saw his face, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's, that's like the Bill Belichick of England rugby for football in the States. Yeah. Like, this, like, it's a big name. And my father-in-law was like, do you want to go try and talk to him? Uh -huh. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, the worst thing you can say is no, right? Yeah. But no, like, it wasn't even like that. We get over there. You know, my father-in-law uh, introduces himself, introduces me. Uh, you know, Mr. Jones stands up, shakes my hand. He's sitting there with his coffee, yeah. you know, all snuggled up. You know, it was cold at that game. 
Um, but you know, shook my hand. We, we ended up having a conversation. Uh, you know, I was kind of explaining him, you know, my journey from rugby and he was genuinely interested. Like that was, that was really cool to see. And then he actually, I think the coolest part of the whole conversation was he knew who we were. Yeah. Like he knew the Colorado Exos program rebranded American Raptors. I was explaining the whole thing to him. Like, you know, Oh, we're a bunch of former high level playing uh, football athletes. You know, we've all crossed over to try and figure out this rugby thing. And, you know, up to this point, we've had some pretty good success with it. He looks me dead in the face and goes, Oh, you play out in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. No, what an experience. So I saw that. That was, I I had to ask you about that. If I saw the picture, um, so then I know you said you were bouncing around even a little bit after England and uh, you had an offer on the table from Rugby New York. Is that correct? So was I that did. kind of in the cards there for a little bit too? I did. Yeah. Um, you know, for there for, for a minute, I thought I was going to end up going to New York. Um, you know, I, for me personally, New York was wanting me to come out there and they want, they were wanting me to prop. Mm-hmm. They were looking at me more kind of as a prop. Yeah. Um, which you know, lost all that weight, man. Well, yeah, (laughs) I lost all the weight. You know, I worked, I worked hard on, you know, skills and, you know, trying to, trying to pretty much take prop off the table for myself. Cause I remember when I first got here, they were like, Oh, well, you know, we can kind of see you as a prop or, you know, maybe a second row. And then, you know, maybe a back row. Like if you worked really, really hard, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm not scared of working (laughs) really, really hard. So, you know, um, but I was on the phone with Marty um, and Rick in New York. Um, you know, they were both they were both class acts. You know, they were great guys. Uh, you know, they were ready to give me an opportunity. You know, personally for myself, I decided that, you know, maybe prop props. Prop, I don't see prop being in the future for yeah. myself. I've had a lot of other people tell me the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel like I made the better decision. Um, but, you know. I wish those guys nothing but the best this season. I've got actually got we've got two former American yeah, Raptors out say, there. Yeah, you got Vic Evans and Caleb Geiger out there. So and then even like Max is kind of on like a little yeah you know back and forth type of thing I think too. So absolutely yeah no yeah. Um, it's great you know they one thing one thing that really drew had drawn my attention to New York was on the phone with Rick and Marty and you know when I got to meet them here when they came out to one of our two of our matches was they genuinely seemed like they cared about the development of, uh, you know, domestic talent in rugby, like crossover guys. They cared about it. Like they cared, they seemed like they really cared about developing American athletes into rugby players. And that was one thing that just really drew my attention towards them. That's awesome. It's good to hear. Uh, so I guess we'll kind of pivot and just kind of ask you about what's been going on the last couple of weeks. You guys been back at it for two, three weeks now. Um, and you got a new head coach. So what's it been like, you know, running around with Paul for this yeah. first couple of weeks? Yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been different. And I say different in the sense of we've been ramping up on our conditioning. The conditioning aspect of things has picked up drastically, uh, you know, which is great. And then, you know, we're, we're able to express ourselves a little bit more as players now. Yeah. You know, like that first whole year we were kind of focusing on, you got to make this basic pass. Yeah. You got to make this basic pass. Like, why did you, why didn't you stick to the basics? Why did you try and force something? You know, not that we're out there, Paul's not telling us to go out here and force a pass or right. nothing like that, but it's like, we're able to kind of express ourselves a little bit yeah. more as rugby you, players you have now. a little bit more idea of what's, exactly. you know, going on. And with that, you know, you, you have some more freedom. You kind of yeah. get through that first doorway and it opens up and you can do different things. For sure, for That's sure. A good feeling. You know, he bring he brings a uh, a level of 
level of class, like like even in our meeting rooms, like you can tell things are different. Everybody's in there with their notebooks out, mm -hmm. you know, no hats in the meeting rooms. It's just a not only is it kind of like a respect thing, but it's just more like that professionalism. Yeah, it's all like, business. We're exactly, here to work. Exactly. You know, you could you could almost argue at some points it was like, you know, we're here, we're doing this, and it hit like we just hit a lull, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't see that lull coming at any point because number one, uh, us as players, like we don't want that because we know we've got big things in the future that are on the rise, right? Yeah. And then as coaches, they don't want they don't want Paul doesn't want to see that from us, and then the other coaches don't want it to see to see it from us. So it's just ever since he's got here, you know, it's been big energy. It kind of reminds me a little bit of you know the structure and the communication and the way things were ran when we were down in Uruguay. You yeah. know, when we were in Uruguay, like everything was like clicked on. Everybody yeah. like everything was, you know, communication was good from top to bottom. You know, everybody knew what was going on. You knew the expectation, and then you know it's just kind of picked up from where it left off from there, kind of running this you know, up to this point in the preseason. That's awesome, man. I know I'm excited to kind of see what it looks like here in a couple of weeks when things, you know, really get going and matches start happening. Um, because just like you said, the, the the changes from the beginning have been evident. So I'm excited to see what that translates to on the field. Uh, I know something else you got going on this week is, is Ben Pinkelman's in town, mm -hmm. uh, working with you guys on some some you know rucking stuff. I would assume, oh, yeah. yeah. So well, what's that been like? It's been good. Um, I know you, you know, only had one session with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Two more coming up. Yeah, we've got we got another session with him today, and then tomorrow we're gonna crank it up, and I think we're gonna take the things he's been teaching us and go full noise with it. Nice. Um, but he's a he's a pretty intense guy, you know, which is which is good. Like that helps, you know, that helps guys like focus. Like, oh, he's yeah. he said he said a bad word, you know, something yeah. like that. Like that draws attention. <laughs> like this group of you know this group of guys we right. got, it draws their attention to that. Like, oh, but it's not just you know he's up there saying what he's saying. Like it shows to us, to me, it shows like he's got passion about this, you know. Yeah. Like he's up there saying the things he's saying the way he's saying them because he's passionate about this and that draws your attention to it and then that makes you want to, you know that w whenever we went to the dome that makes you want to do the things you know that he's saying yeah. right or even better than what he's saying you know along those lines. Has have you been able to pick up some little like tips and tricks already like even for sure. just in the one day that's good. yeah for sure. Um, he's one of he was one of the best at on the seven series at that so yeah that's what we were said and. Another thing that I like about him is he he seems genuine with admitting the things that he was good at mm -hmm. and the things that he struggled with. Like he told us straight up yesterday, you know, he was an arm tackler for most of his career. But, mm. you know, in and around the breakdown, he was a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. That's that's good to hear. and That's a good person to learn from. So I'm excited to see kind of what that looks like, too. Uh, last two questions before I let you go, Chase, is just it might be might be one question we combine into two, so I'll ask you at the same time. All right. So are there a few of the new players that have caught your eye already? And uh, who do you think could be a new player, could be a, a returning player? Who do you think is, like, primed to have a big season? First, pick a few. First guy I think of off the top of my head is a guy that's a returner for us, uh, Lene Latu. Yeah. You know, Lene didn't get the – play with us in our second season because uh, you know he he was in a car accident mm -hmm. I don't think he would mind me saying he was in a car accident um, and you know he wasn't able to recover in time he was able to come down with us to Uruguay and train with us while we were down there and you know you get to see some of the things that he was doing for us in our first season so yeah I'm super excited for Lene this season to you know to continue to develop uh, you know, come back and be like that on-field general for us, you know, because I remember Lene, the first season we played like at 10, you know, sometimes as a – or even just as a rugby player in general, not even just being the new rugby player, you know, sometimes as a forward, 
you know, your dog tired coming out of scrum, yeah. line out, scrum, line out. Sometimes you need the back to tell you like, like hey, hey, like get here. Get like this here. is where you need yeah. to be. Or like, you know, this is what we're doing. Like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Uh, you know, Lene did a great job of that for us. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to having him back for sure. And I know a lot of the other guys are too. You know, we've got, we've got some guys that are here that were here that came in late last season mm-hmm. um, that are continuing to still develop. Um, you know, one guy that comes to mind is, you know, Caleb Rep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, super uncomfortable looking when we first started jumping in lineouts. You know, he's a tall 6'5 figure yeah. for us, you know, lanky, lean, but he's an athlete, right? Like, you jump out the gym. I've seen him, you know, about headbutt the backboard, you know, <laughs> playing basketball. Like, dude's an athlete, right? Um, you know, but he's starting to get more comfortable. You know, it's guys like him. Like, he's starting to ask the right questions. You know, he's curious enough to ask those questions, which is great. Um, you know, we've got – we've only got two two guys here that haven't touched a rugby ball before. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah and Colby. Yeah. Isaiah was a track guy, I believe, at Wisconsin. And then Colby was a quarterback for Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and even – you know, even even Colby, you know, he's got some some ball skills and things like yeah. that. Like it translates kind of well from quarterback. Um, you know, as long as Colby can pick up the physical aspect of things, you know, with being a quarterback, you know, quarterbacks in the weight room, you know, <laughs> they do their band stretches. They might flirt yeah. with the dumbbells for a second and they, you know, they're done. Right. You know, if he can if he can lean into, you know, being a rugby guy, you know, like this is what it takes. Like, you know, we're in the weight room, we're clicked on, you know, we're on the field, yeah. you know, we're clicked on. It's not, you know, individual drills. And right. things. Like you, you, you're not in a this, red jersey uh, exactly. playing rugby. You're right? going to get hit and now you're <laughs> expected to hit. Right? right. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, personally, I'm excited to see a quarterback go through this journey. Me too. Cause this will be like the first quarter. This will be the first quarterback, right? I, like, I, I don't I think, think there's is, been yeah. a quarterback that's come through and I would imagine that he's going to be playing some a uh, position where you make a little bit more decisions, right? Like he might be a nine or a 10. So that'll be, that'll be good to see because that's kind of been the thought, right? Is if you can get a guy in here who, who's played quarterback and, and is used to making decisions, like teach him how to make rugby decisions and see yeah. how they do. Yeah. Another guy um, who I'm kind of excited for, who maybe I see some of, Maybe a little bit of me in mm-hmm. is a uh, Adagio. Yeah, yeah. I he think was a uh, he was a Kansas offensive lineman. You know, he's a big body. You know, I think Adagio might be the biggest human I've ever seen. Like he's up there, and I saw him. I was like, wow, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a large man. He's a big guy, but he's you know he's like two ninety. Yeah, right now two ninety five, but no. he carries his weight well. Yeah, like he is like no, he, he is doesn't big, but yeah. he doesn't look that big. You no, know? yeah, I know what you're saying. He's a he's a big guy. I'm looking forward to see that too. I you know I saw the the video of you you coaching him up with in the lineouts a yeah. little bit. So oh man, <laughs> so he uh you know being new to this you know I mean in in a sense we're all still new to it right like I've yeah. only been playing for a little over a year now. Uh, you know we were doing lineouts and you know we've been really practicing like stretching out like getting the jumper you know to max you know that yeah. height right. So I've got. Mikey Grandy in front of me. He's another one that I'm excited about. Yeah. I've got Mikey Grandy in front of me. You know, he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, lifting me from the front. I've got Adagio behind me, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and, you know, I'm a true 6'4", six, 6'5". Yeah. Six, you know, like I'm – you know, we're all we're all three like the same height, right? And, you know, they're throwing me. They're throwing me. And Adagio throws me and lets me go. And I guess, like, he was like, wow, I just did that. Yeah. You know, admiring the fact yeah. that, like, I left his hands, right? So, like, I'm – 
you know, 15 feet in the air or whatever, like with my hands stretched out. And, and I guess like in the ex- excitement, he forgot to catch me. <laughs> so like, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I fall all that way back down. And, you know, uh, luckily I was able to hit, you know, feet, butt, back and then head, you know, like didn't just fall straight <laughs> on my head, but I jumped up. He was like, Oh dude, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, I was like, I oh, mean, it's cool. Like, it's, you know, it's only your second yeah. week. If it happens next next week, we'll have a yeah, different talk. No, <laughs> nah, like I'm I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, but I see a lot of potential in him. You know, because like I, for me, like, you know, I was that big when I got in here, mm-hmm. and you know, like I've been able to develop and you know change my body, change my lifestyle, like probably add some years back on my life. Yeah. Granted, that might be counterintuitive with playing rugby, <laughs> but you know, we'll see, man. Like I'm excited for him. Um, Nolan, Nolan's another big guy, you know, even just in the the two, three weeks that we've been back here, he seems like he's a bit more confident now, more of a vocal kind of guy. So like, I'm just, you know, those are just a couple guys off the top of my head. You know, I could, I could name every single guy and tell you what I'm excited about, but you know, for the sake of the time that we've got, (laughs) (laughs) that might be a different episode. Uh, I think that's all the questions I had for you though, Chase. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you bearing with me with these, uh, one was a technical difficulty. The other one was a, a, a missed a button. Um, but I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to a big season. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what you do. And, and I'll catch up with you, you know, of course, down the road. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors forward Chase Stelling. Thank you to Chase for, for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, I alluded to it a little bit in the interview, but I had some technical difficulties. We try to do it. Uh, the day before, it didn't work. Had to get up early in the middle of this, you know, the snowstorm, the aftermath of this blizzard here in Denver. Go in real early in the morning and knock it out in person. So I appreciate his flexibility. And then on top of that, I messed up with the sound. I had the effects button pushed, and we sound like aliens. So I had to scrap the first five minutes and redo it. So I appreciate Chase being a good sport and bearing with me because I was having a Monday on a Thursday. Uh, but I enjoyed that conversation. Hope everybody did as well. Thank you to Chase. And we'll go ahead and move into the required reading portion. Oh, no, we won't because there's no required reading this week. I scratched it. Nothing really caught my eye, grabbed my attention. So we'll go ahead and move on to the loop. Got a couple more projects in the work that I'm excited about. Uh, After my lateral piece took a a few weeks to kind of regroup, and I have my eyes on two different things that I'm working on now. Uh, And I'm also riding this MLR grab bag every week. You know, obviously after all the the MLR matches, put them out on Monday. It's going to be a couple that go out on Tuesday, I'm sure. But I'm enjoying doing that. I hope everyone's enjoying reading it. We'll also be covering American Raptors matches once they start playing matches in about a month or so. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm trying to write way more this year. I kind of slacked at that last year. So something I'm focusing on. Best way to keep up with all that content is to follow along on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. That's the best way to do it. Best way to keep up with the podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify app if you enjoy the show. Please leave a review. It's good. It, it helps me out a lot. I, I appreciate everyone that listens. And I appreciate you for listening to this show this week because that's my show for the week. So thank you to everybody that listened. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. I'll catch you all back here next Friday. 